Welcome to Two Dudes in a Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So come on and hop in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular. Whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Dating River. This is going to be a fun river. Now, before we get on this river, though, a little public service announcement. If you want to get a date, there is a foolproof way to get you a date. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Junior, I don't know if you knew this about me, but something I don't like to admit is I really, my whole life, I've just struggled with really bad insecurity. Really? Absolutely. Cheeto finger chunga struggled with insecurities. I had trouble walking out of the house. Wow. And uh, Walking around the house? Walking out of the house. Wow. <laughs> or in the house. I just was always ashamed until I got my two dudes in a canoe embroidered shirt in the mail. And it changed everything. I mean, you're walking around with more confidence today. That's for sure. I am grinning ear to ear. I, I'm glad you had your wedding ring on at lunch. Oh, absolutely. People were left and right. I'm telling you, this is what you need to be happy in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really. Signed, but <laughs> two bastards. We will link to our store on our social media. Go check out, buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt, support what we're doing here. Dating River. We're totally getting lost in this river. Why? Because I haven't dated in 12 years. I mean, you haven't dated in what, six years? Yeah, you're right, six. But you should still be like dating, we're dating our spouses, right? Okay, sure. Mr. Roman, Mr. Lover over here. <laughs> but let's just shoot straight, though, at least for me. If I had to go back into the dating world and ask a girl out, take her on a date, it would be a train. And, and people have told me this. It would be a train wreck if I had to take a girl out on a date. Yeah, you'd probably actually have to take a shower. <laughs> if Nicole died, though, you, you wouldn't try to get remarried at all? Oh, heck no. Like Nicole, really? Yeah, Nicole wants me to. Uh, she doesn't think I could raise three girls on my own. Totally could, by the way. Yeah. What if Lizzie died? You'd want to get remarried? Oh, I'd, I'd bring a girl to her funeral. I... <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I'm totally joking. I love you t- till death does part. But when death does his part, I will find someone else. Yeah, really? Probably. No skin against... I mean, I, they won't be as good as my wife now, but second place never hurt anybody. I really hope Lindsay doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, me too. The only way I would consider it is if she was old. <laughs> What? Like how? Like how old? And how old are you? Oh, I'm 34. And you're saying like I, older I like, than you? Yeah, like a decade or two. What's wrong with you? Wait, so you want to marry someone who's 20 years older? Yeah, why not? Like she's probably a good cook. You know, a lot of experience there. Less drama, less pressure. Not gonna have like babies. I really hope Nicole doesn't die. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Is it too late to switch rivers? Okay, well I'm kidding in all of that. Also, too late. We're here. In all seriousness, though, this is going to be a fun conversation. We're talking about eight tips to finding the right person. Oh, it's going to be so good. And here's the deal. If you're not dating, maybe you're married or maybe you're just happily single and you don't really want to mingle, well, that's okay, too. These tips are still going to be actually probably surprisingly helpful for you just to even be a better person. Oh, yeah. This is going to be so fun. This is not just for single people. This is for single, married, happily single. But before we start, Junior, we have the ever so important River Views. And this is probably my favorite one yet. A few weeks ago, Junior and I ordered a homemade kombucha kit. Yeah, we did. DIY. And so, Junior, we made some kombucha in the basement of the church. Yeah, it's definitely holy kombucha. Like, some churches have oil for healing. We have kombucha. We don't want to put a stamp that says it will heal. Yeah. 
but it, but it, it probably, probably will. will. Yeah, we, we had a girl in our office. She wasn't feeling good. Then she tried our kombucha, and all of a sudden she said, wow, Jordan, I, I feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. And she rest in, rest in yeah. peace. We did her funeral yesterday. No, no. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she was blind, but now she could see. <laughs> She was lame, and then she got up and started dancing. Yeah, she finally got to work. <laughs> now, if you don't know what kombucha is, it's a drink with enzymes that apparently help your stomach. So it tastes vinegary. It's totally a trend among people who want to be crunchy. But we drink it, Junior, because yeah. we are cool. Well, yeah, for sure. I drink it every Sunday morning, actually. It helps settle my stomach with uh, with preaching. Well, we that's what we do. We bought this kit to make our own batch, and we're calling it Kanucha. Kanucha. We messed with the recipe a little bit. Yeah, we did. We, we uh, used a different tea than what they gave us. Problem is, is we <laughs> we use two different types of tea, nut tea and cream tea. So blueberry we, nut. So we can't come up with a flavor name that isn't inappropriate between nut tea and cream tea. I'm still voting for blue nuts. But <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get fired? I did a podcast called Two Dudes in a Canoe. But it, it really is good, though. That's the surprising part. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten great reviews. Rave reviews, I would I would say. Yeah, they were not terrible. Yep. Tastes like Lipton tea. Yeah. Someone said tingly. Yeah. And then another person said better than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Needless to say, we really found our calling. Yes, but first I want to rate it. Oh, and, yeah, and here's yeah, the yeah, thing, okay, Junior. Okay, we're, yeah, we we're, we're professional raters, so mm. I'm not going to... We're going to be f- extremely fair. Okay. Probably more fair and harder on our own stuff than we've ever been. Okay. Okay, so let's just All take right. a quick sip. <laughs> Five. Five star. Absolutely. Hands down. <laughs> the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. Blue nuts for life. <laughs> Let's do this. Eight tips on finding the right person. You won't find these in any sort of magazine because these are going to hit a bit hard. Yeah. And, and before we get to them, Junior, I don't know about you, but... I just want to sympathize with those who are in this kind of dating stage. It's not yeah. an easy stage to be in. No, no. Like, if, if I had to go back... It's confusing for me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back. It was just hard. Like, you're always in this... It, there's some really good... Like, this fun, but it's also confusing. Yeah, some of the high... Like, really high highs and some really low lows. And so, if you're in, in the dating stage, we yeah. sympathize with you. We love you. But we also have some really good tips that I think are going to help. Yes, we do. So, here's the first one. First tip from the canoe is to be the right person. Yes. So many people running around saying, oh, I need to find the right person. I need to find the right person. Okay, let's be the right person first. Because the truth is, you attract who you are. So if you're a dramatic, shallow, selfish person, guess who you're probably going to come, who's going to come calling? Someone who's like that. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're a confident, healthy person, and, and we've seen this time and time again, healthy, confident people are drawn to you. And truth is, if you are the right person, you're going to find some self-satisfaction in that. You're not going to buy into this whole lie from hell that you need to have a mate to be complete. No, if you focus on being the right person, you're going to find fulfillment in that. You have a whole more holistic approach. I'm who I need to be doing what I need to do. Then if the right person comes along, cool. If not, no worries, because you're not missing anything in you. You're being the right person, and there's satisfaction in that. Yeah, actually, Junior, there's a story about a young girl, and she went to her mom, and she said, Mom, I found the most awesome, amazing guy in my church. He loves God. He serves in the kids' ministry. He, he I mean, he's just so he's so faithful the way he prays. She's just going on and on about how awesome this guy is. Yeah. And this mom just had... Uh, I don't. It was it was a very truthful thing she said to her daughter. She said, "Honey, that's awesome, 
but why would a guy like that be into you? Dang. <laughs> and, and it's because she was just living a, a, you know, kind of a two-faced, very promiscuous kind of life. Wow. And her mom would use it to be like, hey, like, that's awesome. This guy is there, but you're not the right person. Dang. Mom's got some fire. Yeah. And so I, I, it, it's a good reminder. It's like that person that you want, be. I think is uh, another pastor who says, be the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. Yeah, that's really good. J- Jordan, you'll remember this. A few years ago, we had a mutual friend. Uh, he was between us in age, and periodically, you remember this? He'd make comments to us like, you guys have what I want. You know, you have a wife, you have kids. I felt bad because I knew he wanted to be a family guy. Like, I knew he wanted a wife, he wanted kids. Problem was, if you were going to give him a wife and kids, it'd be a disaster. Oh, it'd be a train wreck. He couldn't hold down a job. He couldn't hold on to a relationship. He was all over the place. He was drinking a lot. His sleep schedule was like a college student. Spent his money as soon as it came in. Yet, he hadn't found the right person but what he really needed was to first be the right person yeah he didn't need to just get married he simply had to be the person that he was created to be it's it's so right there's a self-satisfaction in that second tip fish in the right lake yeah it's like that old saying there's a lot of fish in the sea there's more it's really like there's more lakes you know, yeah. there's the church lake, yep. the club lake, yep. the coffee shop lake, yeah. the gym lake, the Comic-Con lake. Well, we may have different lakes in our lives <laughs> filled with different people, but but are you fishing on the right lake? Yeah. A couple of years ago, a really good dude, uh, talk about being the right person. I mean, he, he just, he is solid guy, has a job, keeps his pants on, just a good guy, loves God. He said to me, he said, Junior, there's nobody out there for Christians. Like, it's really slim pickings. But he was fishing in the wrong lakes. Like, he, he wasn't involved much at church. I mean, he was going to church, but didn't really know church people. He wasn't doing a, much with Christian ministries on campus. It's just like, buddy, you're probably not going to meet her in the corner of the library. You're probably not going to meet her in the corner of your living room. You got to get out there. Yeah, but, but you got to get out there in the right lake. Right, because where you find them is where they're probably going to want to be and stay. Oh, it's so true. Bar guys, they hang out at the bar. Yep. Meatheads are at the gym. Church boys are at church or in ministries. You got to fish in the right lake. And you got to meet people. Don't be one of those people who expect everyone just to come to you. And I'm not saying, like, be a flirt, but still go out and meet people. Hang out with people. Get to know people. And also, don't be afraid to do online dating. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people who have just great 20, marriages from it. 2021. Yeah. Don't be... I know so many people who are so proud. They're like, oh, I'm not going on online dating. Or that's like a last resort. And it's like, hey, come on. Like, it's not It's not, It's not. not a big deal. That's how you meet people. And yeah. you can see right on their bios a little bit about them. Like, it's It's. Right. It's not weird anymore. No, it's Go not. Go do it. Yeah. There was a girl for... I, didn't, I knew her. Uh, she was about single for five years and she was swanted so bad. I want to buy, I want a guy, I want a guy, I want yeah, a guy. She didn't wear a two dudes in a canoe shirt was her problem. <laughs> that but was, besides that. That was the first problem. But problem two is I was like, well, hey, try online dating. No yeah. joke. She tried online dating. A month later, she met a guy. A year later, they're getting married. Yeah, the stigma with that's kind of weird. Just get over it. But Jordan, I like how you said, like, don't wait for people to come up to you. Like over the years, you and I, we've had our fair share of people come up to us and, and say something like, nobody talks to us at this church. And it's like, well, do you talk to anyone? Because you're always late, and as soon as I say amen, you bolt out the door like Forrest Gump running. Like, stay a little while, (laughs) hang out, like, talk to people, introduce yourself. And you might say, you know, well, Junior, come on, I'm an introvert. And I would say, yes, so am I. But sometimes you got to get over it and just meet people. And if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine, whatever. But don't complain about the outcome then. Tip number three, move on. And I know this can... 
kind of sound harsh, but d- yeah. don't. It's just honest. Don't let disappointment hold you back. Yeah, we're not trying to be heartless. We're just shooting straight because that's what we do in this canoe. But sometimes you're going to get disappointed. The guy doesn't call. The girl totally friend zones you. Breakups happen, and that hurts. I'm not taking anything away from that. But when it does, move on. Move on quickly. Yeah, too many people, they miss out on enjoying life and people because they're mourning a breakup or they let disappointment take their confidence away. And so what we're saying is just just move on. And, and I know it's so much easier said than done, but don't let that one breakup or that no call keep you back from having fun with other people. Yeah, it's, it's healing. Moving on and getting back out there it reminds you everyone's different. So they didn't call you back. So they broke up with you. So the last three didn't work out. Like, whatever. I'm just out having fun, meeting people, not going to think my ex was the one last shot at getting a ring. Which is something we all do, right? You have a breakup. You're like, oh, no, I'm never going to meet anyone. Hey, you you probably will. Yeah. Settle down. We love you. Okay, but Junior, here's the real question. How soon is too soon after a breakup to, to go on a date? Like you're saying, like a, a dating breakup. Yep, you, you're dating. You're just dating. Just dating. You break up. I don't think there's a time limit. Like next day, whatever. Who cares? Next day. Yeah, yeah. Breakup means you're done. So like whatever, move on. Next day. Yeah. What, next day. Okay. Whatever. What if this was like a ten year relationship. A ten year relate. Ten years, and they didn't tie the knot. Like you got you got ground to make up now. Like ten years. If you liked, you should have put a ring on it. Go on a date the next day. Like whatever. Okay, I'm all for moving on quick, but the next day? Yeah, why not? You, you know what we need, Junior? We need a woman's perspective. Yeah, we need the woman between our walls. All right, we got Nani on the phone right here. Nanette, is it okay to start dating like the day after a breakup, a dating breakup? Absolutely not. No? Not okay, no. Why do you keep not taking Jordan's after. side? <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry. All right, well, that was a little farther than I would have went. I was thinking more like two days, but I win. Yeah, what What the heck, man? It's like three to one right now at this point. Okay, but what about after death? So, like, I, I knew a, an older guy, super kind, gentle old man. His wife died. He was remarried six months later. He was, like, married for, like, 50 years, remarried six months later. And I thought, man, that's a little shady, buddy. But then I thought, I don't know. Like, he loved his marriage. Poor guy just wanted to do it again. Like, wasn't disrespectful to his wife. He just liked being married. It's kind of like a... Honoring to maybe his his marriage before he liked it. He probably had our kombucha. Yeah, he had a flavor. The blueberry cream nut. Yes. <laughs> All right, All right we, we digress. To tip number four: Don't get locked in too quickly. Junior, this was one of yours. I I don't actually know what you mean by this. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's easy to fall head over heels for someone and get so locked in on them that you can't see them for who they are really. Okay. So like when you spend when you start dating someone and you spend all of your time with them. Like, sure. That and you're not seeing others that might be a better mate. Like the girl next door type of thing. It's like Jordan. Okay. The girl next door. I, I, you might not know about this, Jordan. But when Lindsay first came to our church, I haven't told you because I, I don't want you this to you know make it awkward. But she asked me out. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, Lindsay. I'm married, but I have a friend named Jordan. Had she locked in on me super fast, she wouldn't have seen you. <laughs> okay. You know, I think she was trying to give you money because she thought you were homeless. <laughs> you dirty mutt. Okay. So, so here's what I mean by this. So I dated a girl in high school. This is the Kentucky girl? Uh, yeah. The, the, I remember the I Love KY. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's something I regret. Not because the the, the girl, but I, I just got so locked in. I, I wasn't hanging out with other girls. I was just talking to her on the phone. Breaking up was a good thing. Like that next year in school was so much more fun. It was one of my favorite years in school. Just hanging out with different people. Like and not, not all this pressure, you know, to hang out with different girls. I didn't date any of the girls I hung out with. We didn't share the same values, but, you know, went to homecoming, went to prom, went to football games. Had a fun year hanging out with all these different people because I wasn't so locked in That's really someone. Good. I had the same thing in college. My first two years of college were so much fun, but I was also a little, you know, did not like not super content because I wanted to have a girlfriend. So finally, my junior year, I get a girlfriend, and those last two years of college were my least favorite. Because you got so locked in, right? I got so locked in, got rid of all my other friends, and it was just me and her. Yeah, it's why I'm going to encourage my girls to go out with different guys in high school. No need to like get super serious. Just to get to know a few different guys. Figure out what you appreciate and what you don't like. You can't when you're just so stuck and locked in on one person. That's good. I'm going to make sure I tell my son never to date your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be him and a few other guys. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you're against the courtship dating. The conservative Christians where you only date to get married. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. Just go out with different people and, and don't get so serious right away. Just go have fun. Either way, date with your eyes wide open. When you get married, then you close them halfway. That's so good. Meaning, when you date, pay attention to who they are, how they talk, what they care about. How they talk, how they treat other people. Exactly. But then when you get married, then you can close your eyes a little bit. Shut your eyes part way and don't get so annoyed. That's so good. Well, there's four more tips ahead. But first, we got something you really need to log into. Canoes. Well, we have some canoes. This is a pretty feel-good story, yeah. Junior. We have a good Samaritan uh -huh. who saved a disabled man who fell on the New York City subway tracks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was in his wheelchair, and he fell in there, and all of a sudden the guy saw the subway come in. He jumps in, yeah. grabs the guy out of the wheelchair, throws him back that's into awesome. safety. We need more people like that. That's Isn't that cool. awesome? That's really cool. Reminds me of a time when I did not do that. What? Yeah, I was in college, and uh, I was getting uh, my, my first college. I was a freshman, and... Um, I was getting on an elevator, and there's a guy in our in our uh, school who was in a wheelchair, and he he was a smart guy, but he couldn't uh, he couldn't talk. He was one of those computer things to, oh, to like talk. Oh, the Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was getting on the elevator, and he didn't have for whatever reason he didn't have the the computer you know where he communicates through. So we get on the elevator, and it's just me and him, and I hit you know my floor floor three, and I was like, oh, like. What, I wonder what floor he needs to get on. But I, I don't want to ask him because I felt like that would be rude because then he can yeah. speak back to me. So I was like, well, I just hope he gets off on the floor I do. So <laughs> the doors open up on floor three. Oh, no. And I step out and I look behind to make sure he's coming with. And he just I just see his eyes get really big as the elevator door shut. And uh, Wait, because he couldn't move his hands? Yeah, he couldn't move his hands to touch the buttons. So... <laughs> I like I should have went back and like recalled the elevator, but I I don't know. You're like 19 years old, didn't know what to do, so I just went so to this class. poor guy's just trapped in the Ride, elevator, riding the elevator up and down. I mean, hopefully oh, there was no. a good Samaritan, much better of a person than me, who came along and knew what to do. But I panicked. I mean, in all seriousness, though, like I'm laughing at myself. I was so stupid, and I feel bad. <laughs> well, Junior, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed, my friend. I need healing for that one. I love this good Samaritan story. That's awesome. So be the right person, fish the right lakes, move on quickly, don't get locked in early, and then number five, have realistic expectations. Realistic expectations. Yeah, daters usually lean one of two ways. Usually you have one person 
who has no expectations, and they're just like, uh, does this person have a pulse? Yep. And as long as they're single, that's fine. Or we have other people who lean the other way that's just having really unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, you want the main character of, like, romantic comedy. Yep. Mr. Perfect Moneybags Muscles. You have this giant list with all these characteristics yeah, he ran, that they got to hit. He runs through an airport to come find you and apologize <laughs> yeah. or something. You got to have expectations, but they got to be real expectations. Yeah. And this takes thought. But who are you looking for? What matters to you? Have you actually ever thought through that? Who are you looking for and what matters to you? You got to spell that out before you meet them. Otherwise, the next person you meet who you like will determine your expectations for you. You're just going to go, ah, I like them. And that messes with your feelings and your thinking. It's like fishing without a plan. You know, you're just falling in love with whoever you pull out of the water first. No, figure out your expectations first. Jordan, do you have expectations for you, Lindsay? Yeah, I did, but... I Honestly, my, I, mean, I feel my, like that to be high because Lindsay's awesome. Lindsay's awesome, but actually, before Lindsay, my my other long relationship before that, I, I just said, okay, I wanted to find a girl who's a Christian and that I'm attracted to, and that, oh. those were basically that's, it. That's it. And because I thought, like, hey, as long as she's a Christian, like, whatever, we'll figure the rest out. Yeah, there's a lot of jacked up, attractive there's, Christians, and I realized that, and so. I had different expectations coming out of that. I wanted someone who was just really grounded in who they were in their relationship with God, but it's also as a person. Yeah, and it worked out far, far better for you when, when you did. Absolutely. Yeah, what about you? Did you have high expectations? I mean, I feel like I lucked out because I met Nicole when I was in high school, when I was just hanging out with anyone and everyone. Uh, if I were to, like, actually sat down and wrote them out, they'd be her. You know, things like a heart for God, a love for his church, desire to serve, love for family, doesn't whine, super sexy. But I didn't have that all spelled out. God was just like, here, I'm ahead of you. Just don't screw this up, Junior. That's good. But have expectations. Just make sure they're realistic. And don't don't have a super giant long list. Yeah. I'd maybe keep them under five. Have five right. really core value things that you want to find. You don't need else. a long rubric every time you go on a date. Just a few realistic expectations. Number six. We touched on this earlier, but I want to talk about it again. Resist the popular lie that because you're single, you're not complete. Yeah, let me say this. Singles. Married couples are not ahead of you because they're married at all. Don't ever think that, and I hope you resist that feeling. I think sometimes, and, and I felt like this if, if before I got married, that if, if I don't get married, I'm kind of just stuck in life. And, and I think that we almost overvalue marriage. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think it's ingrained in our culture from the Catholic Church making marriage a sacrament. That and married couples can unintentionally act like they are more ahead. Married couples want to hang out with married couples. Like in some churches, it can feel like, hey, once you're married, then you can graduate into the married life. Yeah. That's just crazy. A lot of our biblical heroes were single people. So married couples, we got to do better with that. There shouldn't be this divide between singles and married, especially in the church. Yeah, married couples are not further ahead or more valuable. If anything, singles are actually more valuable to the church when it comes to flexibility to serve and give and pour into people. Yeah, when you buy into that feeling, here's what happens. You get a chip on your shoulder. Like you have to defend your singleness for some reason. Screw that. Don't buy into that lie that you're behind or incomplete. Reject that chip on your shoulder. If you are part of a church, you're a valued part of the church, yeah, hugely huge. integral, part of the family, and we do not see you as second class or needing to graduate into the married couples. And if we ever give off that vibe, we apologize. It is sincerely not our intentions, and I hope you believe that. Well, tip number seven, don't budge on your convictions. I I've seen it happen so many times a single person would like to have a mate and it's not happening in their timing. And so they just, well, uh, 
this person will do. If, Take the if, next warm body. Man, if, if you're saying to yourself, this person will do, that person will not do. Yeah. And, and what happens is you change who you are in order to make this relationship work and fit. That's a bad place to be. Yeah, it's not worth it. He's not worth changing who you are. Feelings might feel great. You might want to make this work. It's not worth it. You're worth far more than that. Don't budge on your convictions. You're worth it. And why that's so important, Junior, is because sometimes, and all the times, those feelings will eventually die down. Yep. And all you're left with is your convictions and who you, who you are. Yeah, and then you have regrets. And you have regret. So you got to be careful with that. Now, here's the last tip, tip number eight. Just enjoy all company. Yeah, hang out with singles. But you're not just a single ministry attender. Hang out with married couples. Yeah. They need you. They need your pers- perspective. Hang out with kids. When I was in middle school and high school, some amazing singles made a big impact on my life. Like single girls, 10 years older than me, just made a really big impact on my life as a middle school and high school student. Interesting. Is that why you want to marry someone 20 years older? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what we're saying is, is not everything needs to be segregated by relationship status and age. And it really shouldn't be. Enjoy all people. Go out with all different types of people. Have fun with married couples. And get yourself involved in student ministry or kids ministry. But bridge the gap between the divides that sometimes the church has when it comes to ages and relationship statuses. Yeah, I think the challenge is both. If you're listening to this and you're married, look for single people to have and invite over to your dinner table. Yeah, don't be so stuck on married couples. And if you're single, look for married couples to babysit their kids and look for ministries to get involved in and help with. Hang out with all different kinds of people and bridge the gap. All right, great. Let's get into Try It Out. Here's the Try It Out. Go back to point number one of being the right person. I want you to find one thing unattractive about yourself and I want you to fix what? it. Are you being serious right now? I'm dead serious. Really? I want hey, you to f- listen to Shallow River. <laughs> no. You should go down that river again. I don't just mean a physical appearance. Okay. I think we all have things in our lives that make us unattractive. Okay. I think we have, some people have anger and that oh, is okay. unattractive. All right. Yeah, yeah, I like this then. Okay. okay I, I can get on board with this. Some people have a, a greed and materialism that makes them unattractive. Okay. I also think some people don't try. And that makes them unattractive. Okay. So I I think everyone should identify what are the areas in my life that make me unattractive, and you should work to fix that. And I would say not necessarily to get a date, but to better yourself. Absolutely. And if the date follows, bada bing, bada boom, blame two dudes in a canoe. That freaking rhymed. All right, well, that was it for Dating River. If you get a date, this is what we want you to do. We want you to take a picture with them and tag two dudes in a canoe, and you can be entered into a raffle to win. <laughs> Please don't, because you won't go on a second date. <laughs> hey, you know, actually, I want to ask you to do something, Jordan. I, I realize, you know, we had a ton of reviews on our podcast, which was awesome. Yep. That, they were all in season one. And so we need to make another push on our podcast. So if you would please do us a favor, you don't need to write a long paragraph about how much you love us, though we do love reading those. But if you could just hit like a the five star on the podcast app that you're listening on, that really does help get this podcast out there. Well, we'll see you on the next river and you're not going to want to miss the next river. Uh, it's going to make you a little anxious, this next river. Why is that? Because it's Anxiety River. Bada bing. Love you. See you on the next river. Bada bing.